subatomic gigantic occasion was a sweep in Japan nation when along came a dude with an ultra attitude, a common Morado, the greatest kicker of Japan. And of all man. Last you short now, baby. To not talk big now, baby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a brand new bonus episode of Kaiju Conversation. I'm your host, Elijah, and joining me as always, my lovely co-host and editor. A very excited Rex. So this is a very impromptu episode. Um, You're the (laughs) one that actually pitched this. Yes. Unlike last time, I think. (laughs) Yeah, last time I was like, let's do this. And now this time you're like, you know what? Let's, if you can, like, let's record an episode. (laughs) Yeah. I seem to have really enjoy killing myself in the editing department. Well, <laughs> I think it's worth it. So I let's we're not going to beat around the bush. We are here because we have a new poster, cast and crew details, and a new trailer looking at Godzilla minus, minus one. one. So we're here to bring you a breakdown of the news that we received and what that leads to. Mm. So before we do that, so a few days ago we got, we we found out via the Toho uh, YouTube channel that they were going to have the premiere of a new Godzilla trailer. Mm-hmm. Ironically, right, right before we started a recording. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We uh, we were given the gift of finding out minus one was going to have a new trailer right as we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were anxiously waiting. And actually, so after our recording, we were talking and I was like, what if we were on a call together? Like, what if we got together and, and just waited and watched the film the the trailer together Mm -hmm. and we liked that idea and then i was like wait a minute why don't we host like a little party like have have some friends hop on and and we would do that and we did that uh we we you and i and a handful of other people got in a call and we all sat together and waited for the trailer to go live which was honestly a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> met met some interesting people, some of your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so what 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 was really funny is like 45 hits, that 45 minutes. And then oh. like we were all waiting. It was like premiere will begin shortly and we, we were waiting. We our mics just to live in the moment, you could say. <laughs> but what happened is then we had a countdown again, again, a five minute countdown. And at this point, my anxiety is through the roof. <laughs> I'm sweating like my palms are like cold and wet. You're really, I'm, really caffeinated there. <laughs> I was I would like I I couldn't stay still. I was so like giddy. It was just <laughs> I I I. I think I may have almost died with the power of anxiety. eh? Yeah. Yeah. And 
then we waited and like so what was really funny was the last minute of this countdown it was changing colors but the last minute was red red and like purple and warm colors (laughs) and it just made me even more anxious and then the clock hit zero and we got our trailer and we got our trailer and then we all got to like watch it by ourselves on the call i actually recorded my reactions of course Uh, you did i did and i I, i'm probably gonna post it onto the youtube channels like a short (laughs) um spoiler alert it's just me with my jaw down like freaking out (laughs) and like saying oh my god oh my god this looks amazing uh but no this this like after that we all like chatted about it and and yeah, we we got to we got to talk about it, mm. and As so here we are. Kept on coming out, and honestly, up until like we hit the record button, we were still getting information. So right. we're we're gonna hopefully break down the bulk of of what news has come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Which I is mean, quite a bit, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is like the second big news dump besides the first reveal that we got a while back. I mean, you could argue this one's maybe even a bit bulkier. Maybe, maybe. This this one definitely opens up the avenues for a lot more content. Hmm. So, I mean, without further ado, do you do you want to kind of dive into the bulk of this? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna start with the trailer. We're gonna mm. break down the trailer. Um just like last time. If you guys want to follow along, you can. We're gonna just start it and pause it and talk about it. Um if not, then we're I mean we'll we'll try to explain everything as as like detailed as possible. We're using the and trailer for the English channel or the Japanese. I'm channel? I'm using the English trailer um, because see. there's there's some news with the like zero 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 mark already with that one. <laughs> um, so I mean, if you're ready, let's just dive right into this. Of course. Okay, so before we even start the trailer, when when the trailer's at the zero 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 mark, we get an MPA official like approval message mm-hmm. which is like that shocked me and and for anybody who who's kind of like why are you even talking about this this is like just it adds to the whole fact some people still think minus one's going to be a fathom events showing and some people <laughs> think that it's going to be a limited release no oh well based on what you found earlier that is very much a no that's very much no, and we'll we'll talk about that at the end because that's going to be the hype train where we're going to end off. But just right off the bat, like Toho's not messing around. Not only are we getting translated English subtitled versions of these trailers within ten minutes of their release, but now we're seeing that they've went through the proper authorities to get it approved. This is going to be shown in theaters. This mm-hmm. trailer right here is what will be shown in theaters going forward i kind of want to go see if i can uh find it in a theater at this point maybe go to amc and like watch a i I don't know like some sort of genre movie and (laughs) see what i can find 
So I just want to talk about that real quick. And then if you're ready, I'm going to hit play. Mm -hmm. So three, two, one, play. So as the MPA thing cuts away after five seconds, we do get the Toho logo. Yes. One at about 11 seconds right before we get our first character reveal. So we do get some more shots of people running, right? Uh, this is more of like an extended uh, sequence of, of what we've seen before. So there's nothing new here, really. Mm -hmm. But we get some dialogue. And the dialogue subtitled is, what is it? I don't know. Something big. Mm -hmm. Which this, I'm, I'm going to call back to this because the subtitles... The the dialogue in this is very specifically picked, oh. which creates more questions that leads to the bigger story that we don't entirely know yet. Mm -hmm. So there's not a whole lot yet, but we're gonna we're gonna call we're gonna call back to that. Right. So following eleven seconds, we're gonna hit play in three, two, one. And then we're going to pause it again here at the black screen. So mm -hmm. there's three shots we get. The first shot is of our main character in what appears to be destruction, like in, in deep sadness. Mm -hmm. Our main character is played by Ryanosuke Kamiki. And the character's name is Kyochi Koichi Shikishima. Koichi Shikishima. Koichi Shikishima. Who <laughs> Survived World War II, but lost his parents, so he's all alone. That's yeah. what we found out in the press release for his character. I'm going to just, as we go, I'm going to talk about each actor. Mm -hmm. um, so this actor was in the following Japanese genre films, True Horror, Horror Stories, The Great Yokai War, 20th Century Boys 3, Redemption, As the Gods Will, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Chapter 1. Scary True Stories, Summer Special, Scary True Stories, 2018. Doraemon, the movie, 2. The Great Yokai War, 2. Guardians, Ghost Book, and Big Man Japan. So he's been in, in some kaiju stuff. Mm -hmm. um, he was which also is in always Kamen Rider Agito. <laughs> Correct. And then wasn't he also in the Kamen Rider Agito movies? Or any no, he he basically plays a kid version of like the main antagonist of Agito. Gotcha, gotcha. So this is really cool. Um, I I immediately recognized him when when he showed up. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I know him. I know him. I was like, where do I know him from? Mm. So I mean, it was great. A, from what I was researching, he's considered basically a child prodigy of an actor, or was at least. Since right, he exactly. As a child actor, exactly. No, you're you're absolutely right there. Mm. And I mean, something that I noticed with pretty much the entire cast is a lot of them are. This is practically an all star cast, pretty much. Maybe not to mm -hmm. like Western viewers, but if you're familiar with Japanese cinema, then who you're going to recognize a fair few of these names. <laughs> right, exactly. And I still think that we may still get some more cast reveals that. Possibly. I mean, this is certainly the main cast. Right. We don't know our supporting side cast. I, I'm still of the opinion that Jun Kanemura should play the Prime Minister of Japan at this time. <laughs> um, 
they they do have kind of an uncanny resemblance. <laughs> um, so you know, I I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Kanamura go from a a shipmate to a cabinet member to the prime minister. But moving past this first our first shot of our main character, we get the train conductors reacting to the rail car being thrown, mm. which. I you can see the rail car in the mirror window and it's just so oh I love it. I love <laughs> how it feels off. And something that I think's really cool is Godzilla's like throwing stuff like it's a rag doll. Oh yeah, especially like later on in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. And that's like this Godzilla doesn't care. Like he's no. he's brutal. Mm. Um, and everyone in this scene and like a lot of the other tra- uh, moments in this trailer are absolutely terrified and selling it really well. Yes, yes. And that's something that Yamazaki brought up at the press conference that we were talking about before cast, which was the cast did such a good job selling the the reality of Godzilla that he like Yamazaki felt like Godzilla was truly there. Not, mm-hmm. not, not like legitimately, but like it metaphorically, like it just, his presence was felt, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. So we do get the same shot. This, this trailer does reuse a lot of the shots from the teaser. We got the Good. shot of the rail car hitting the ground. And then we we move to a black screen, right? Yeah. Now, during this, we start hearing Godzilla footsteps again, which mm. thankfully are not stock sounds. They are they're new. They're not the 54 stomps. They're they're brand new, right? <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and hit play. I'm at 14 seconds right now. So anybody who's following along, I'm at 14 seconds. We're going to hit play in three two one and then we get the title card with vfx written and directed by takashi amazaki and then i'm gonna hit pause again right now Mm -hmm. at 26 seconds so in the last about eight seconds we had a shot and by the way there is no nighttime shot in this movie yet. I'm no. sure we're gonna have. I'm sure we're gonna have a nighttime scene. Like I, I fully I mean, the expect only, that. Like night scenes that we've maybe seen are like from like the teaser trailer, the, the teaser for this trailer that came out like two days ago, with like one or two sh- one shot of like some buoys the buoy. in the water. Mm-hmm. So Godzilla's rising out of like some sort of rubble or dust or debris or whatever it is you mm. see the the front of his head and that's about it yeah the tip of his snout and his and his eyebrow really mm-hmm. and then after that it's it's a black screen again and then we cut to and and rex i'm gonna let you take take the lead <laughs> here because this has been something you've been begging and hoping for, no, for not this one yet time. not this one yet but i will take the lead here <laughs> Because I'm pretty excited by this. So we get a shot of Minami Hamabe looking out a window and reflected through that window is Godzilla approaching her. 
she says, is that Godzilla? And so, for those who don't know, Minami Hamabe is a Japanese actress who had who played Ruriko in Shin Kamen Rider. <laughs> and she was also in The Great War of Archimedes. Yes. And uh, also the, the Super Salaryman television miniseries that I've brought up in our Yamazaki uh, episodes that other co-stars also were right. in. Now, I'm pretty sure she's in a rail car, so I think yeah. she might... Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if a lot of what we see seems like it's all from the same action sequence. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I don't think we're seeing a lot of the film. No. I think I, I think when Godzilla first makes landfall in, in Tokyo, we're going to get the rail car sequence, which mm. would make sense because it's, it's very much like how in 54, one of the first things Godzilla did once he made landfall was, you know, attack the trains and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we see as like the first actions of, of Godzilla in this movie. Once he hits Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So going back to Hamabe for a minute, she is playing a character whose name is Noriko Oishi, a quote, strong woman living alone in a burnt out post-war Japan. She meets and she meets Shikishima after he returns from the war. Which I wonder, because both of them, I mean, they they go out of their way to specifically say she's alone, and they talk about how Shikishima has no family. Mm-hmm. He's alone. I wonder if there's going to be a romantic plot or a bonding between the two. I, I'm going to say almost definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's been a trend in Yamazaki's previous films with almost all of them having a romance plot. Right. Whether, But sometimes the romance plot becomes this almost second, second like subplot. And, and specifically, I'm thinking of like the Great War of Archimedes where the romance plot is there. And it's important, but it doesn't really, they don't dive into it. Right. And ironically, that's a, that's Yamazaki's film, which previously starred Hamabe. <laughs> exactly. No, you're, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm, now one thing I am a little curious about, and this is why I brought up the, the dialogue from earlier. In the first shots, we get, what is it? I don't know. Something big. And now she's like, is that Godzilla? Right. They kn- She knows that it's Godzilla. But how does she know? And so it, it, it's either one of two things. It's either this is a scene from much later in the film. Mm-hmm. Or there's something bigger at work here than we know. Hmm. Which there is some some evidence to support that assumption, which we'll talk about as it as it's shown off in the trailer. But I do think it's really interesting that we go from not knowing to knowing with our dialogue, right? Right. So I 
I, I'm really curious on what they have to do there. Mm-hmm. But if you're ready, Rex, I think we can we can continue moving on in this trailer. Yeah, only thing I have left to say in this scene is that I think this is probably my favorite shot in the trailer. <laughs> Honestly, I don't blame you. Like Godzilla walking, like the window, seeing him in the window walking towards her is a really nice shot. Mm. Yeah, let's continue. Okay, I'm going to hit play in three, two, one. I'm going to hit pause right now. So we're at about 35, 36 seconds. Right. So there's a lot to cover in this. Um, <laughs> so so we do get a shot of Godzilla biting the train again. The money mm-hmm. shot, right? Slightly extended. Slightly extended, yeah. And then we're, we cut to Godzilla... It's 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 from the perspective of the the bystanders below him, Godzilla moving his tail and and destroying some buildings, right? Right. Another extended now, shot from the first teaser. Now, the one thing that I'm I I noticed is if you look in the middle at the bottom, you see our two main characters oh, yeah. running, which. I thought was interesting. Um, they're right in the action here. Like they, they're mm. at, they're at ground zero. Yeah. That's, that's something I was going to talk about a bit later is that I'm both surprised and really excited to see that our cast for this movie is going to be in the action. I think, you know, Yamazaki has done a good job at building tension in some of his previous films. And I think, you know, I think it's going to be really exciting to see, you know, and often in Godzilla movies, you don't really see your main cast, all that involved directly in the monster action, let alone right in the middle of the rampage itself. Right. Usually, usually at most, they might be a few buildings away that Godzilla might pass by once or twice. Mm-hmm. But even, but even then most of the time, usually in like government like media government rooms where they're like the military's planning like in the Heisei films or yeah <laughs> right and i i'm curious and the following this there's there's a shot that we're going to bring up that really makes me curious what they're how they're going to be integrate, integrated into this the sequence because it gets a little little dicey. Oh yeah. Um but yeah this so following this we do get that shot that was used for the thumbnail of the Japanese uh trailer which is the group of people running away as Godzilla tramples on them. <laughs> now people falling from a tumbling building as well. And I do want to talk about this. So if you, so I stopped and I looked at the footage and, and these, there's two shots. There's that wide shot with them falling and then the closer up shot of them hitting the ground. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're holding cameras. This is a group of reporters (sighs) on a rooftop trying to report this. 
<laughs> this is this is a 54 callback. I was about to say that's very similar to 54 with like the scene of the radio guy. That's mm-hmm. like thank you everyone, but these this is my this is our last moments and all that. <laughs> and and they are it's the same it's the same people. So we get to see them on the top of the building as it starts to crumble. And I love that we're seeing a almost a POV of them hitting the ground. Mm. Like, this is insane how, like, dark and, in like, gritty that they're they're going for the... the... Right. You, we don't see this in Godzilla movies. We really don't. We, we don't see... I mean, we all know that people die as, as, you know, they're trampled, right? Yeah, obviously. But you never really directly see it. see it the most you'll and see is like the tanks it. getting trampled right and we are i mean we saw a little bit in 54 there's a little bit in 84 um but like not to this extent um 54 is the closest to this extent right and this just adds to the terror like godzilla's mean like <laughs> this is I I honestly am am genuinely shocked that we're seeing a Godzilla movie to this extent with this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, now, I do want to bring up so in the wide shot of the feet and there's also that that reused shot from the teaser of of Godzilla's feet up close um as well. Um in the wide shot of Godzilla's feet that was used for the thumbnail. I tried to see if I found our main characters. They're not in there. So that shot, um, I think, happens. I'm pretty sure they are. I'm pretty sure they they're are. Not. They're, oh, they're not. I swear I, swear I you, saw them. Because, well, no, yeah, if you zoom are. in. They are. they are in the shot. No, no if you zoom they're, in. If you are. zoom in. But they're not. <laughs> but they're Kamiki. not. You can see but, Kamiki. No, because I thought that too. But when you look, there's nobody around her. With a headband on. That's, yes, there that's is. The, yes, there is. No, there's not. There, yes, no, there there's is. not. I can show it there's to you. Not. I'm looking right at the shot. There is nobody with a no, headband. It's, it's, you can only see it at like the beginning of the shot. Oh, okay. Yes, I do see them now. I do see them <laughs> now. Yeah, you were just wrong. And yeah, they're not far away from Godzilla. <laughs> and I do love that. So in that shot, it is a it's basically a drone shot um in the way it's the way it's they're doing the the movements definitely feels like a drone shot that's something that i remember yeah. in, in class that they would do and, and it looks I, fantastic <laughs> it, it, it does it looks really really good and i do love how throughout the trailer and just you know, in general, the action, the camera follows. There's right. motion. It's there's a lot of blurry moments. Like there's a lot of motion blur throughout the film, but only in the crazy parts. Mm-hmm. It's very clear, but when it's when there's action, it becomes blurry. Mm-hmm. Which I I love that. I think that's a really nice little detail. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready to go at 36 seconds, we will, uh, okay. 
I'm going to hit play in three, two, one. I'm going to pause at 40 seconds. Okay. So, okay. This is the the very Possibly the craziest moment in the trailer. Yes. So, first, at the 36 seconds, there is a shot of an explosion. Mm-hmm. And we continue to see another shot of the explosion where we see that it's actually in the city next to Godzilla. But I'm starting... I don't think this is in the city next to Godzilla. I think they're Mm. two different shots. Maybe, but at at the very least, they edited to look like that. Right. So during this whole thing, it's edited very specifically for a reason. I mean, the explosion in the first shot is definitely, like, destroying some sort of buildings. Right. So this is what I'm wondering. That first shot looks like it's a wide shot with, like, a huge... Because if you look in the bottom middle, this is, like, above the buildings from a far distance from this explosion. Hmm. I'm wondering if this is a certain weapon of mass destruction. Ah, uh, I see what you're getting at. That is cut here to look like it's the explosion that Godzilla goes through. But this this scene and the two scenes after the Godzilla shot are together, and the two scenes with the buildings crumbling, like turning to dust is the shockwave of the most powerful weapon used on a populated city. (laughs) Because even, like, if you look at the sky between the wide shot and the Godzilla shot, the Godzilla shot's got some green, some gray, some blues. The other shot is yellow and brown and and more of a natural Mm. color. So I'm wondering if we're seeing... Two two different scenes that are edited very specifically to appear as if they're together. Maybe I, I can I can see I can see what you're getting at actually looking at it again. And the weird thing is, I don't think the big explosion is where Godzilla's at because when you go to the Godzilla scene, it's really weird. Godzilla's just standing, staring at this explosion, and all of the human characters are standing, staring at the explosion as well. Even yeah, our two main characters. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. Now, another thing is if you look on the right-hand side, you see the famous clock tower, the Hattori clock tower. Mm-hmm. So we know what happens after this scene because we've seen the the you know the fallout off <laughs> right. So something here does lay waste to the entirety of the city or mm-hmm. this portion of it. But I I really don't think that these these four shots are supposed to be the same sequence. Hmm. What is a little what is a little weird is we have our two main characters and they're about to get blown away by this shockwave. Right. 
if not like covered in debris. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we do see a bit later whom a character that I think is meant to be, I think that's Kamiki's character, whom is like covered in all sorts of like dirt and debris screaming. But I, I don't think that would be, I mean, the, the color grading between those two, the, these two sequences, I don't think works entirely mm. there. Mm. But we'll we'll talk about that when we get to that scene. Right. But I'm curious, like, another thing is, like, why it's not an explosion on Godzilla. It's an explosion of a building. So I'm curious why the building is exploding and not, mm-hmm. like, a projectile at Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of those things where it's like, what's what's being hidden here? And it could be Godzilla's atomic breath. (laughs) I don't think it is, because in the aftermath, we see people protesting. With Mm. military individuals around this area. So I'm wondering what it be America. American it could intervention. be. <laughs> well, it'll have to. It would have to be because at this point, Japan didn't have any, right. any military. So then, perhaps so, that causes Japanese protests because, like, you may be attacking this monster, but you're also you've devastated our country already, and now you're doing it again. Right. Which I think is going to be part of the problem is the protest against using weapons on Japanese soil because it's just destroying their their city, their country, even more. Mm-hmm. And if Great War of our committees showed anything, Yamazaki's not afraid to point out the corruption of the governments. Right. And I think we will see a little bit of that as well as we continue throughout the trailer. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready... I think oh, yes. we're going to okay, we're going to move on here. So, we're at 40 seconds. There is more text post-war Japan had lost everything. We've seen that before. I'm going to hit play in 3, 2, 1. And following this, we do get the shot of the Hattori clock tower once again and the from yeah. 0 to minus. And then we get something new and interesting. I'm going to hit pause right now at 56 seconds. Mm -hmm. So we see, so following the Hattori clock shot, this is where it gets a little interesting, right? So we get a shot of a battle cruiser in the water. Yeah, an overhead shot of it. With Godzilla swimming underneath, which looks really good. (laughs) um it's it is worth worth to note that a lot of people have been comparing this to 2014 between the teaser that we got this shot godzilla rising out of the dirt and a Mm. shot at the end i don't i hmm it's weird because i don't know if i would say that this is 2014 Mm. inspired I don't think it's 2014 inspired, but it is kind of. I I can see where people are, like finding similarities to like 2014 and especially 2014's marketing. Mm -hmm. Given how that seemingly was going to be a lot darker of a film, right? Far more destructive than imposing Godzilla, right? 
But what's interesting about it is this is the color grading of like the GVK sequence where Godzilla and Kong fight on the on the boats. Except which it looks I a love. bit better. It looks a little <laughs> it does look a little bit better, but it I do I will admit that the color grading during that is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um but we Rare get that GVK f- compliment. I know, and right? A minus one episode, no less. And a That's minus insane. one. Um, but I will say minus one is doing that throughout the entirety of this. And even mm-hmm. with how everything's laid out, like some of the shots of, of the buildings kind of makes me feel like we're looking at a miniature city, how it's shot, mm-hmm. which I appreciate that. I love being able to like feel that that nostalgia that Godzilla has, right? I mean, the look of this movie so far is pretty gorgeous, all things considered. <laughs> this is so all of the cinematography and the color grading we've gotten is on par with the final fight in Parasite Part 2 that I love. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> it is all of the, it's that rich, saturated color full of like cool colors. But right. then the the warm com- colors come in and just like con- make such a stark contrast that it's so visually beautiful. Mm. So following this, we get another reaction shot from one of our characters, right? Mm. Yeah, and I think that's Kamiki. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Kamiki. So one thing that's very interesting is this looks like it's on an island. Mm -hmm. And then following this, we get what he might be reacting to, which is Mm. seven dead bodies on what looks like kind of a battlefield, right? Right. But this is where it gets really interesting. The subtitles, the dialogue here is why were we called out here? Which automatically I think of alien, right? Why were we sent out here? Why are we here? Oh, we're here as the expendable crew to bring back this this alien life form. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously they're not going that route here, but it's definitely like, okay, so there's going to be a government, like knowledge of what's going on and they're kind of leaving people in the dark Mm -hmm. which is something the trailer hints at later on right right so i'm curious and i i'm really curious where this is at i was wondering if it was like a pacific island following a war yeah Um, i was when i saw this i was thinking maybe this is like maybe this is at the beginning of the movie I mean, he doesn't have his head, his like headband here from mm-hmm. when he's seemingly injured. So maybe this is at like, maybe this is like a prologue scene or something in the movie at like the very end of the war. And he's just like seeing the bodies of his friends or something. Perhaps. Right. And, and maybe the dialogue that's played over is, is from something completely different. Right. Um, or, or, even or just maybe the scene. Or maybe even he like maybe he's coming to the realization like why are we even fighting mm-hmm. like why right. why just send people off to die right 
which would be an interesting like angle to take it at because then you would have somebody who was in the war that didn't want to be in the war and was just doing what he was told to do. Mm-hmm. Which to me, I automatically think of like Honda who didn't want to go and be in the war, but had to be in the war. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. There's I, this is an interesting piece of dialogue that, that could mean a lot of things. Um, and I think all of them are very interesting angles that, that they could be approaching, right? Right. So after this, we we continue on with something that I'm trying to wrap my head around, which is this dolly shot of a boat that has this line that's out into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And clearly it's being pulled, right? Right. So I'm wondering, so maybe the why were we called out here? Maybe this is the Japanese Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. And because the the dialogue continues in this shot. And they're trying to pull something in, and they get pulled around, and that's where Godzilla comes in, maybe? Maybe? I'm I'm just purely guessing there, but I'm really curious on why this boat is being pulled. Mm -hmm. I mean, either way, I mean, I want to bring up that, like, the trailer, not the trailer, the... What do you think the sequence of events here for everything we've, or at least most of what we've seen is? See, I've been, I've been thinking about that. I was like, man, I'm going to have to like figure this out. So I think there's going to be a big explosion at the beginning and it's going to follow with like the end of world war two, maybe the, the shots of the dead bodies and whatnot. And I think we're going to have the boat sequences first. Right, like they're. I think they're gonna go at the angle of fifty-four. It seems right. like there's a lot of fifty-four angles here. Mm-hmm. They're gonna start with like boats disappearing and whatnot. And in all fairness, one of the first boats that did go missing, I believe it was the second one, was a was a search and rescue boat looking for the other one that disappeared at the beginning of fifty-four. Yeah. So maybe this is that circumstance, right? Like maybe this is that whole situation again. Perhaps. Um, why were we called out here to look for a boat? Where's the boat? What's and then that's when Godzilla appears and the boat goes down. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we get the train sequence. I think that'll be the first appearance of Godzilla. And then I I don't think we've got a lot from either the middle or the third act. I think everything we've seen is pretty much from the first act. Hmm. So we were at 56 seconds, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I, before, we, before we, we move on, there is a shot. And I think this is of uh, Hirono Suki. Is it Yuki Yamada? Yeah. Okay, who plays Shiro Mizushima, who was in uh, Full Metal Alchemist, the last 
uh, Transmutation in Full Metal Alchemist, The Avenger Scar. He was also in Keizuku Sentai Gokager. Yeah, that was his that was his debut as an actor where he played Gokai right. Blue in that. And he was, I mean, obviously he's in all of the Gokager movies and, and, and appearances. And various other reappearances of the character. Right. So that's really cool to have a, you know, we have a common writer, alumni mm-hmm. actress. We have a Sentai alumni actor. And then we have like a Yokai War, a Yokai Monsters actor. Mm-hmm. So right. no Godzilla films film uh alumni yet but mm-hmm. you know we still haven't seen our whole supporting cast right we do have an ultramanish alumni <laughs> do we yes who do we have takata aoki who plays tachibana hmm? yeah not not oh, okay. munitaka aoki sorry Minotaur. Yeah, I was like, I was like, mm. sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, he played he played Hajime Subaraya in the NHK documentary drama Futari no Ultraman. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it's it's like Ultraman alumni actor with a little asterisk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. He was also <laughs> in Battle Royale two in uh, twenty sixteen Yukiona movie. By the way. Hmm. So, um, and then we paused on this still call with the text on it. This microfilm is the property of the United States government, United mm. States of America war office microfilmed by Nipso Naval district, Washington microfilm section, which this is the beginning of a lot of questions. Mm. I mean, this basically alongside the, the previous teaser from a couple of days ago confirms that the film is set around 1947. Right. Given that this uh, organization was shut down in 47. <laughs> right. And so, I mean, one thing I will also bring up here is there, this has to do with the Navy, right? So mm. that I think is important for the fact that Godzilla is an aquatic monster for at least half of his life, right? So that's I'm really curious because we don't really know what this is about. We get some hints, but we're not told, right? So this just adds to the what is really going on. Like maybe America knows about Godzilla, but mm-hmm. they didn't say anything. And if that's the case, then like I don't know, like, that's such an interesting idea of, like, the United States being directly involved with this, but it being a Japanese movie, right? Especially during post-war Japan, where the feelings for Americans were, were less than favorable. Right. So, yeah, I'm I'm really curious with where this goes. If you're ready, I'm ready to hit play again. Yep. So, we're going to hit play in three Two, one. So I'm going to hit pause again right now mm-hmm. at one minute and three seconds. So we do get a shot of what looks like a briefing room. 
Yeah, it's it's like a de- some of the text on the like whiteboard mm-hmm. to like the left of the screen. I believe it reads like something along the lines of like giant monster damage report. Okay, so I was I was wondering because when you look at kind of what's being shown on the on the on the Projector? projecting, yeah, I was wondering if that was like. <laughs> If is that the coast of Japan? Do you think? I'm not exactly sure where it is. It, it's a map of some sort with like water depth, clearly. But yeah, I'm not entirely sure where it is. I'm afraid. So I I'm starting. So I mean, we get this shot, and we get the subtext, the the subtitles. The government is not telling the public. Mm-hmm. Which I'm really curious where they're going in reference to that. Mm-hmm. Um, because the cover up aspect doesn't, that's not something typically found in like the Japanese Godzilla movies, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's a little bit of a discussion in 54 on, like, whether or not the public should know about Godzilla. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I I do wonder if this is anything like the uh, debrief sequence in 54 where they're talking about Godzilla's origins, potentially, because during that, there is the whole, like... Godzilla came from this time period. Well, I'm right? definitely like from this, like sh- these shots, I'm getting kind of a Dr. Yamane ish vibe from the main character in this uh, sequence, Hidetaka Yoshioka's character, Kenji Noda. Right. I, and I agree, which while we have him on screen, like this is the first time he appeared for his credits. He was in Juvenile, Yamazaki's first movie. Mm-hmm. All three always sunset on Third Street movies. Yes, he was the Fueled guy who man. wrote about Godzilla and caused the cameo scene. Which I I love that. <laughs> I love that connection. Um, he was in Fueled, a man they call Pirates. He was in the Fukushima 50 movie with Ken Watanabe. And I didn't know this, but he was also in Rhapsody in August and Matadeo, the oh, wow. Kurosawa films. Yeah. <laughs> um. So somehow we have a Showa-based Godzilla movie, and we still have Kurosawa actors <laughs> appearing. I love that. Like that's that's such a nice little novelty, right? Mm-hmm. That I I you know in in the Showa films you had those those Kurosawa actors, especially in the Prime Showa era Godzilla films oh, yeah. that would appear regularly. So I I I did I I do love that, mm-hmm. and uh, I just I'm 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 really curious if he's going to be our Doctor Yamane character of the film. I mean, that's what this scene makes him seemingly look like okay. today. Yeah, right. And even so, moving past that scene. We have more subtitles saying somebody's got to do it. 
which makes me wonder what is the what, like what are what's going to be that sounds like a sacrifice like somebody's got to do right. it. I'm really curious now. During this, we are we're watching two naval ships almost running into each other. It appears right, and then and then we cut to two of our side characters, Kenji clearly, Yoda and then. Yoji Akitsu, played by Kuranosuke Sasaki. Which, for Sasaki, when it comes to his credits... I don't think he really has many outside of like the 20th, 20th Century Boys trilogy. You're correct. That's, that was his, his credits um, that I could locate that were uh, tokusatsu-related. So... I will say this. There's a lot of 54 stuff going on. I'm hoping they don't do the oxygen destroyer. Yeah. But I feel like we've seen the oxygen destroyer too many times in recent years. (laughs) But I do wonder if they're going that route, if this might be in the third act and this is them. This is like, maybe it's uh, Shikoshima. Uh, or, uh, that's his name, yeah, right? No, no yes, it is. Okay, Shikishima. Going and saying, somebody's got to do it. Let me go down with this weapon that is developed. And this is the other characters telling him no. I don't know. I I would like to think that that's not what's happening here. Um. I kind of agree. I think the OD's been used too much in recent years, but I also think just in general that that weapon should really and honestly stay in, in 54. Yeah, and, and I'd, I'd agree with you there, honestly. So, I mean, we don't know, but we're going to have to, mm-hmm. I guess, we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, the trailer description kind of poses a, poses a question like will the devastated people be able to survive let alone fight back which makes me again just really curious on how are these characters going to deal with Godzilla right and even speaking of that like the following shot of them screaming we have our main character who is clearly in I I don't know he he's around a bunch of rubble, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, and this he's looks, got dirt. This, my guess for when this could be is like maybe after like that explosion that happens earlier. But then that right. makes me wonder, like, where's where's Minami Hamabe's character Noriko? Right. I mean, there's always the chance that maybe she's killed in the blast, <laughs> maybe. and and he's. And he's, like, left to... I mean, this could be... For all we know, this could be in the... Like, the end of the second act. Right, right. So, I mean, there's... I don't I don't know. I'd be really curious to see why. And he's clearly upset. I mean, the, the, the yell is not from this scene. It's very much an ADR yell. Mm. Um... But there's still definitely something here that's that's not entirely accurate or like explained. Right. 
Um, following this, we get a shot of the Tokyo Bay area mm-hmm. on a map. Yeah, with someone with pointing at it. Some, and there's, I, I, I'm wondering if this is like because there's there's a part of Tokyo that has like this this lined area. Mm-hmm. Which I'm curious if that has to do with like a bomb radius of sorts, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I I here's the thing. I don't think they're going to go like from what my understanding, Yamazaki doesn't rewrite history mm-hmm. in his period films, really. So I'm I'm really curious how and why they're going to bring in the historical aspects during this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the lined areas might just be an outline of like the like borders of Tokyo itself, perhaps. That's kind of what it looks mm-hmm. like to me. It could be. It very well could be. But following this, we do get another shot of a Japanese battle cruiser. Mm-hmm. As water getting, arises and Godzilla's hand appears. Just grabs it and like is about to like crash this thing. Right. <laughs> which uh, we've never seen Godzilla do this. No, really. never. <laughs> yeah, usually when he f- fights battleships, it's usually only like his atomic breath maybe in like gvk it's like his dorsal fins and like his tail and like Mm -hmm. the shots maybe like there's like a couple shots where he's like jumping around but he doesn't really hit any of the battleships when they're like shooting at him so right and i do wonder um I wonder if this was intentional. If you look at that, if if you look at the clip we're talking about, the way Godzilla grabs that battleship definitely feels not animalistic. Mm. It's it's kind of it's kind of like it would be if a human were to be right. It, in it a looks suit. odd, <laughs> and, and that's which I'm really not co- fascinated by because I'm really curious about this Godzilla's, like, personality and behavior. Right, because it doesn't feel like your normal Godzilla. No. It really doesn't. No. And speaking of normal Godzilla, following this, we do get a nice shot of the atomic breath Mm -hmm. with it doing a GVK-esque shot. Right. Yeah, coming from the coming from the water and just going up and destroying a battleship. Beautiful explosion. <laughs> it is, and I do appreciate the fact that Godzilla's breath is kind of like a muted blue. It's not like a rich blue. It's it's kind of it's it's kind of a wider blue. Very showa in that regard. Yes. I'm, so, so I'm actually I'm, surprised I'm happy... that they showed off the atomic breath in this trailer, to be honest. I, w- I was expecting them to save that. I, I'm not too surprised because I feel like that's just something, like, unlike in America where, like, 
I think there is there was that question of will he have the atomic breath? Mm-hmm. Japanese Godzilla movies, like well, just in general, like Godzilla, supposed to have stuff like that. Yeah, of course. So it's not really a surprise, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a surprise that he has it. I'm just surprised that they were sh- that they showed it in the trailer, you know? Right, right. Okay, I I get what you mean there now. So. I mean, I'm curious to see what how he uses that. Like, right? Is it? I don't think. I mean, this Godzilla seems like he's more of a physical fighter than an atomic breath fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So I'm curious just to grab see the ship in the previous shot, <laughs> right? So I'm I'm really curious to see how they balance the the projectile with the physical combat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're ready, we can we can continue to move on. We're almost through the trailer. Mm-hmm. We only have about 25 seconds left. Yeah. So, if you're ready, I'm going to hit play in three, two, one. So, we get some more establishing shots. I'm going to hit pause here at 108. Yep. Um, we get another reaction shot from one of our characters yeah. with the subtitles, Everyone's Dead, which I think this is during the war. I think that this scene, because it it looks like it's in like a kind of a very natural area, Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if this is like during the war. Yeah, and this is Sasaku Tachibana played by Munitaka Aoki as well. Correct. Correct. So, I mean, after this shot, we get a sequence of a... Destroyed battleship as rescue boats approach it which i i love the idea of like they just find these battleships <laughs> just ruined mm. and there's no survivors like that that to me sounds like a really cool idea mm. wonder if godzilla will show up in this sequence and take the boats that would be very cruel mm. Very cruel and very, very horrifying. So following this, we do get the another interesting scene. Oh, yes. <laughs> Rex, do you want to take this away? Yes, yes. So we see a woman uh, talking to Kamiki and calling him a disgrace. Said woman is Sumiko Ota, played by... The long-rumored Sakura Ando, one of my favorite Japanese actresses who I've been very hopeful would appear in Godzilla Minus One. <laughs> and if you want to talk Tokusatsu, she was in The Great Yokai War 2 Guardians. Mm. She was also in the Yamazaki film Destiny, The Tale of Kamakura. Right. And the J-horror uh, miniseries True Horror Stories. Right. But she's most well known for her appearances in Love Exposure and Hiro Kazu Koreeda's uh, Shoplifters from 2018. Right. Right. Yeah, brilliant actress. Very glad to see her in here. I so what I think this is. I wouldn't be. I would be. So the character of Oda has to have some sort of relevance to our main character. Mm-hmm. Right. But she can't be his mother since his parents are dead. 
Right. What I'm wondering here is maybe, maybe like a friend or a distant relative, perhaps an aunt, and this, or like, or like a perhaps. caretaker. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting here is so if you look at this shot, it starts with an over-the-shoulder shot, then cuts to kind of a medium shot of the two characters. She pulls this white cloth off of him, which I think is what becomes his bandana um, hmm. that he will wear throughout the movie as kind of his reminder. Maybe. This, this is probably potentially be af- early on in the film as well, with him in his army right. uniform. Right. I think this is following the war where he did not die, but everybody else did. Hmm. Um, that we saw earlier in the scene in the film in the trailer, and he's kind of disgraced because he didn't take his own life for his country. Potentially, maybe. Um, I I don't know here. Um, but what's really interesting is if you look, there's some like buildings that are destroyed in the background here. Right. It almost looks which like makes a, like me a wonder. Not a refugee camp, but like people who have lost their homes and they're just kind of salvaging what they can. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, following this shot, we get Godzilla throwing a boat <laughs> like a rag doll. A pretty massive boat at that. Yeah. Um, this scene kind of reminded me of. Like ever, how everything looks in this reminded me of uh, the Great War of Archimedes that did talk about boats and whatnot. This definitely looks like it's a harbor and kind of a spot where they would be making ships and whatnot. Um, it's definitely at least a harbor, which this is where I really was like, whoa, we're getting intense. We haven't seen Godzilla first up like this since really 54 for Bridge. Right. Or I guess he did that in Shin then, too. Yeah, he did. He did. And then it cuts to black. Um, and that's where we stopped for now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like... the. I'm really curious how they're going to use and, and, and interpret godzilla's strength because it looks like he's like i mean actually before we go into that we need to talk about the scene after so if you're okay with it i'm gonna okay i'm gonna hit play in three two one where we get some dialogue here Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna stop it here because at 14 seconds because this is where i think the entirety of this is perfect. So we get a piece of dialogue during the black scene that says that monster. And then it fades in with one of our characters and that character is saying, we'll never forgive us. Yes. Kamiki's character. I think that this right here is basically saying we're getting the Final Wars Godzilla again. <laughs> and and the reason I say that is in Final Wars, the old man who's taking our the young kid in Manila around the country yeah. says, you see, they made a huge fire. 
burned everything in existence. That is why Godzilla cannot can def- never forgive mankind. forgive men and kind. And that's because Godzilla's not a hero in Final Wars. No. He saves the day, but he's not a hero. He's a he's he, I mean he destroys cities in, in between the monster fighting. Yeah. We're I think we're gonna get that here, except he's gonna have no monster fight. He's not gonna be the lesser of two evils. We woke him up. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla is not gonna be happy about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And that I think is going to be one of the deepest and darkest things. I was I was saying in our in our little conversation um following this, this right here gives me straight up Godzilla has a grudge. And the thing about J Horror, um, which Godzilla is based in J Horror. Godzilla, you know, it, it has its J Horror roots. Mm-hmm. Um at one point he was even designed to look like an Oni. <laughs> um in Japanese horror, the tropes aren't like if you do something, you're safe. It's if you are cursed or there's a grudge against you, it won't stop till you're dead. Right. Godzilla will not stop until every last human has paid for what they did to him. Mm-hmm. And I love that. This is not necessarily the tragic creature. I mean, I think there will be a tragic twist, mm. but he's not going to be the tragic creature. He's going to be the vengeful creature. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be less sad, I think, towards the end and more scary mm-hmm. of this this animal that's out to to kill everybody. Right, sort of GMK esque in that in that regard, I right. guess. Right, and that is, I mean, I think both Shutsuke Kaneko and Yamazaki have an, a similar a, a concept when it comes to Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly similar in how they showcase Godzilla's brutality. Right, no, because both, both uh, Yamazaki and Kaneko's Godzillas Go out of their are way. the ones... Probably the most yeah. vi- violent. Actually, yeah... I, I wasn't. I didn't think of it earlier, but yeah, Jim K actually goes quite out of its way to show the mm-hmm. scale of Godzilla's destruction and him, you know, the lives lost during that, with like the girl in the hospital and the people that get crushed under Godzilla's foot when it goes like through that bridge. Right, Kaneko goes out of his way to do what Honda did with setting up your your victims. Right, um, almost like a slasher movie that would follow the victim. As the killer slowly closes in, and then we see the kill, and then we move on to the next one. Mm. Kind of that way, except, I mean, yeah. obviously Godzilla's not a slasher, but it's it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to get that same setup for Minus One, but I definitely mm. think we're going to have Godzilla, like, intentionally stepping on people and killing hundreds, if not thousands. I mean, based on what we've seen, yeah, we're seeing that happen on screen. And then after the, and I wonder if this is our main character's death. Or if this is like, because the way, I mean, he's got blood out of his mouth Mm -hmm. and it looks like they've been hit pretty hard. I'm really curious on where this takes place in the movie because 
it's a very interesting scene to include. Because by by this point, they know what Godzilla is. So, I mean, there's always the possibility of maybe maybe the naval operations go out to try and kill him with depth charges or whatever. That fails. Like, mm-hmm. maybe our main characters are all trying to kill Godzilla, and one by one, they all die. And at the end, that's when our main characters suggest that Godzilla will never forgive mankind. And mm-hmm. that's why we have to. And then it cuts to maybe, I think this is the idea of the movie, which is survive and fight. Yeah. Um, I noticed in some of the press stuff, they kind of highlighted that. Mm-hmm. Um, will I mean, you survive and will you fight? <laughs> right, right. So I'm wondering if that's kind of the, like, God, Japan was past zero. They were minus one. And they have the option of surviving and fighting. Whether we die hiding or die fighting. Kind of. Right. You know, maybe maybe it's not a coincidence that <laughs> Ryue Kitamura and Yamasaki both directed Lupin the Third movies. <laughs> Think we should continue? Yeah, let's let's go ahead. I'm gonna hit play. We're at one minute and fourteen seconds. And three, two, one. So we don't get a lot more throughout the rest of this film. Trailer. Um so the trailer's over. Mm-hmm. The last shot we have before our title sequence is Godzilla getting out of Tokyo Bay yeah. onto the harbor. Yeah, seemingly continuing from sometime after that shot of Godzilla throwing the boat. Right, which... Is that a battleship that's in the harbor now? Yeah, I thought it was a battleship. I, I thought it was Godzilla like climbing onto a battleship at first, and that had me a bit confused. And it wasn't until I saw the truck where I'm like, wait a minute, this could be like a maybe a harbor or something. Right. I don't know. Um, I wonder, maybe he threw a battle. Maybe he threw the battleship on here. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Maybe the movie starts off with, with like Hiroshima, Nagasaki, world war two coming to a close. The ending of world war two, the mistress, the mysterious ships and, and naval vessels capsizing, getting destroyed, disappearing. And it gradually gets closer and closer to Japan. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have naval officers and, and naval ships sent out to figure out what's going on. Find out it's Godzilla and people know, but not everybody. And then as Godzilla appears, you know, boats get thrown onto the mainland. Godzilla appears. We get the whole train sequence. Maybe that's the sequence of events. Maybe. Godzilla's this impending doom that's getting closer and closer, and they're not telling the public. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. That'd be very interesting. We at least know that Godzilla, based off of the 18-second teaser trailer we got hyping up the trailer, we know that Godzilla's coming from the South, the south Archipelago's Archipelagos, yeah. uh, kind of around Ogasawara and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to see. I I I don't know. There's so much here. Like there's so many guesses mm. that we could make. And um, based on that, we, we know get... he takes on some ships, a few ships before arriving at Tokyo. 
Right. Right. But I mean, following this, we do get the Godzilla minus one trailer or the narration. logo again. <laughs> narration. And then we get something that's really scary. So stock sound okay, effects. There's, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say so the first thing here is they're using the fifty-four roars. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of that. I'd prefer an original roar personally. Or or even just like a new mix of like the classic roar. Right, I agree. I'm I'm I was kinda hoping that we would get a new Godzilla roar. Mm-hmm. I'm or maybe they're keeping that as a surprise. I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, we'll have to wait and see for that. <laughs> we will. Uh, but what's scarier than that is... So we see Godzilla, which he's surrounded by smoke. And he's roaring into the air. <clears throat> but what's even more scary is he's burned and scarred. And sparks and chars are going on around him as well. Or even, no, that's actually his body that's got, like, the, like the char, chars and the sparks. Right. So I'm really curious what is going on mm. for this. I mean, you and I, I mean, both called it. Both... It's some sort of, like, explosion or something has happened around him. Perhaps... Perhaps right. it's the aftermath of the bomb from earlier. Like, perhaps the bomb explodes. We see, like, the whole screen's covered in, like, black smoke, and then, like, it, the smoke slowly dissipates, and then we see Godzilla, and then he roars into the air, scarred. And then eventually we see, like, maybe that shot of Kamiki, like, screaming at Godzilla or something like that. Maybe, maybe. Um, I just, uh, the, the thought, so first I do want to say we both called it. We both said that it looks like Godzilla's got some, some fresh scars on him. Right. (laughs) Um, but more so than that, I'm curious if this is going to like the keloids, keloid scar thing. That's, you know, synonymous with Godzilla skin. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we're going to kind of get that here. Yeah. Like That's Godzilla has been violent here too, right? And we haven't we've never seen Godzilla this like messed up before. No, I mean like sometimes like sometimes we'll he'll get us a, a couple scars. Like in obvious like the ending of Against Mechagodzilla gives him that massive scar that carries over into Tokyo SOS, and then twenty fourteen. He gets some scars that are obscured by like the, like the god awful lighting, which somewhat carry right. over to King of the Monsters, but never something to this degree. Right, not anything so that he survived I, at least. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm curious. Like, is that a, I'm, and what I'm even more curious about is, is that at the beginning or is that at the end? Right. And will will these scars stay throughout? Like, if this is like at the beginning or middle of the movie, will this stay till the end? Will he perhaps right. heal or something? Maybe. 
I don't know. It, that's I'm very interested. I'm very intrigued. This trailer has left us with a lot of questions and only so many answers. But we do know this. It's going to have a nationwide release in the United States December 1st. It's going to be an IMAX. This is the first time a Godzilla movie from Japan's been in IMAX um, outside of Japan. Right. It's going to also be in 4DX and MX4D, which Both in I have Japan a, and the US. Yes, which I have uh, two of those three formats very close by. I will be going to see them in both. Um, we also get confirmation that this is going to be distributed through Toho International, which this is the first time they've done something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of odd because they just had new management go in for Toho International. Makes me wonder if the reason they did that partially was because the previous management couldn't run it to do something like this. I I, I don't know, but I, I do. That does make me wonder about that. So I think this is where we should bring up the scale of this movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> now that we're talking about. So. The film is is being released in Japan, November third. It's getting uh, it's premiering at the Tokyo International Film Festival, November first. Yeah, closing um, film for that. Correct. It currently is slated to be released in approximately five hundred screens, mm-hmm. November third, which is the widest Japanese release of a Toho film ever. Right. Even more so than that, when the film comes to theaters in America November or December 1st, it is slated for over a thousand screens across America. (laughs) That is, I'm pretty sure that's actually almost like a typical Hollywood release. Right. And all around is the largest largest release for a Japanese Godzilla film. Exactly. And that's the craziest thing ever. So I did a quick fact check. Mm-hmm. The sweet spot for a wide release film seems to be about 3,000 screens. Mm-hmm. 2,000 and 2,500 screens are popular as well. Uh-huh. Um, so it is a little shorter than your typical blockbuster from hollywood right but this isn't a hollywood film right this is a and this is still bigger than what shin godzilla had right which was about 36 screens if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. and wasn't that Um, only like meant to be one week but then got extended from what i yes yeah yes it did so well they extended it yes right so this is, I mean, this is, it just continues to become a bigger, a bigger film, mm-hmm. which I am not going to be upset about by like any sense of the word. <laughs> oh, I have no opposition to this. this. This film is just looking absolutely incredible at the moment. And, you know, I, I'd say less is more with these trailers. All in all, like we've seen a, f- a fair bit of Godzilla in this trailer, but there have, haven't been like 
a lot of like big money shots of like we haven't really seen like a full body shot of Godzilla, for example, in this trailer, which excites me because you know we get to save that experience for the film itself. Right. No, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Because the closest thing um, to a full body shot we've gotten is like the shot from of Minami Hamabe's character Noriko, where she's looking out the window and you see Godzilla's reflection. But even then, that's blood. Right. And I hope it continues doing that. We also did get a new English logo mm-hmm. and some poster redesigns. Right. But it didn't show off a lot. It was still the same stuff, which I'm I'm perfectly right. fine with. It just with. now I, includes I the cast and like our composer for the film. Yes. So we were correct as we continued to say Naoki Naoki Sato, Sato. would do the score. He he was absolutely going to do the score. Mm-hmm. For anybody who hasn't watched our Yamazaki episodes, Sato did Stand By Me, Doraemon 1 and 2 for Takashi Yamazaki, the Always Sunset on 3rd Street trilogy, which included him doing his own rendition of the Akira Ifukube theme An incredible of Godzilla. rendition as well. Very, very much kind of what McCreary did mm-hmm. later on. Um, but a little less of the like m- mythical aspect and more of yeah. just the no choir in the orchestral. background. Yeah, he also did ballad, the Shinchan adaptation Yamazaki did, Space Battleship Yamato, the Eternal Zero, Parasite Part One and Two, Fueled, the Man They Call Pirate, Destiny, the Tale of Kamakura, and the Great War of Archimedes. So it was almost a given that he was going to be doing the. Uh, score for this film, but it was not confirmed until until now. So, right. and then the Japanese, the new Japanese poster as well, gave us pretty much almost the entire crew of the movie. <laughs> right, and it got it gave us confirmation that Minami Ichikawa is going to be A producer. producing the film, which he is the third generation of producers for the Godzilla franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something really cool. Is like you've had almost two dozen directors i think but and and you've had a list of writers that goes on for days (laughs) um but when it comes to producers you have three you have tomiyuki tanaka shugo toyama and now minami ichikawa Mm -hmm. and i love that i love the fact that they didn't get a new producer for this one like it's still it's the same one from shin godzilla he also worked on uh, as as producer for both Attack on Titan movies and Shin Ultraman, right? Um, and worked on uh, various uh, other films like The Sinking of Japan and Always Sunset on Third Street Two, As the Gods Will, um, Gamma Three: Revenge of Iris. He worked as an advertising producer, and he even worked on Godzilla vs. Violante, like you mentioned, as a publicist. So. And I mean, we've got quite this a fair is... bit of like returning crew from Yamazaki's previous films, especially from like Space Battleship Yamato and the Always trilogy. From what I was right. a brief look at, like you've got the the cinematographer of the first and third Always Sunset film. You've got some like VFX uh, artists, I believe, and numerous other credits from many of his films. 
Which is not surprising. Yamazaki no, not surprising seems at all. to like his Yamazaki seems to like his crew. Yeah. Um and I remember <laughs> Um I I at least I remember talking about during Yamazaki month, I remember saying that we're gonna have scale, which we clearly have scale. Oh yeah. We're gonna have good VFX, which we clearly do. Mm-hmm. We're gonna oh, have yeah, a beautiful I think the score. Cinematographer and... also worked on Archimedes, if I remember right. I love that. <laughs> Was it the same one from Parasite Two? Um, let me check. Yeah. Okay. While you're checking that, um, we knew that we were gonna have a beautiful score, and if the music in the trailer is Sato's doing, it's already like hitting that. Um, really intense sound and i can't wait to see what else he does right what else he brings to the table um um okay it's it's not the cinematographer of parasite part two but it is the cinematographer of uh archimedes because it's okay because of shibasaki okay and he did always some pretty good one and three okay so he'll he'll be able to make it look pretty good. Right. Um, the cinematography's great. Um, we knew that we were going to have a pretty solid cast. Um, I'm trying to think what other things I said oh, that I felt like sounds great. Would... <laughs> just just putting it out there, like for anyone who's unfamiliar with this cast, like I'm not familiar with everyone here, but the ones I am familiar with, like Hamabe, Sakura Ando, especially and Yoshioka. God, am I excited for them. <laughs> I am very, very excited that they get to be in a Godzilla film. I think... I want to say that that was all of the things I knew that were promised. Um, the only thing that I said that, said that we were promised that I don't know yet mm-hmm. is the time jumping being a problem and the writing be, being very solid. But we won't know that until the actual movie right. comes out. So, no, this is... This is... I mean, this is all very, very promising. And this this is, quite honestly, a very true Yamazaki movie. Oh, yeah. Th- this feels Yamazaki. And that's... Honestly, like, that was my biggest thing, was I wanted... I was hoping that they would make sure that this felt undoubtedly Yamazaki. Mm-hmm. Which it it definitely does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he's providing us something that is both familiar but fresh with Godzilla. Right. Right, because there's enough new ideas here that it doesn't feel like, oh, we're just rehashing 54. Right. You know, we're just doing 2014. We're, we're actually making new stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that, too, is, I mean, I found out that it took him three, three years to develop the story mm-hmm. um by the when this episode goes live it'll either be right before or right after our great war of archimedes episode goes live mm-hmm. so you're either getting spoiled or you're finding out after the fact <laughs> um that's like the movie spoiled. that got him this gig that's the movie that got him this gig mm-hmm. um during the production of archimedes ichikawa approached him much like how they did for uh, Kitamura, I might add, and said, how would you like to do the next Godzilla movie? And from, I want to say that was 2019. So up until 2021, 
he was developing the script. Um, so like Yamazaki had to put in a lot of time and effort to like figure out what he wanted to do here. Right. Um, I, I have no doubt that this is going to be a very tight script. I, I have no doubt that this is going to be a very solid story. Mm-hmm. This is the culmination of, I mean, I think it was one of the Toho executives said that this was Yamazaki's work, like the pinnacle, like peak Yamazaki film. Right. So I just, I'm, I, this answers some questions and creates way more. Creates so many more. (laughs) I am very excited and i'm i mean i'm i can't wait i can't wait i'm just i'm kind of at a loss for words at this point just in awe <laughs> right and you know I, I i don't feel often you know i think part of why you and i specifically are kind of at I almost feel like there's not a lot we can say. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though, I mean, we have been talking for an hour and a half on this. Mm -hmm. Um, We have spent over 24 hours, roughly, just diving into Takashi Yamazaki and his stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, for anybody listening... If you are just watching this because it's Godzilla minus one, I would love, I, I want everybody to please go watch his other movies. Yes. Get acquainted with his stuff before you go see oh, minus God, one. Go, go watch at least a couple of his movies, even if it's only like Archimedes or Return of whatever. Go watch his movies. I would say for anybody who's listening, if you, so if you're listening and you're in the United States, the movies you can watch are Returner, Space Battleship Yamato, Parasite Part 1, Parasite Part 2, The Great War of Archimedes, Lupin the Third, the First, Stand By Me, Doraemon, Stand By Me, Doraemon 2, and Dragon Quest, Your Story. Mm-hmm. You can get Returner on DVD, Battleship Yamato, Parasite 1 and 2, and Great War of Archimedes are all available on Blu-ray. Hell, Stand by me. It might even be you might even be able to buy that digitally. I think. I think so. I think that's a digital. I think you can get all of the movies on like Amazon Prime, right? Or Crunchyroll. You can buy Returner on digital. <laughs> um, you can watch Stand by Me, Doraemon, and Stand by Me, Doraemon Two, along with I believe Dragon Quest, Your Story on netflix Mm -hmm. and then lupin the third the first you can watch on hulu um so yeah like you can watch most of his filmography um i personally would recommend returner parasite part one and two and the great war of Archimedes mm-hmm. when it comes to, if, if you, if you are very limited with what you want to watch, um, watch those three, the, those four movies. Right. You see the one, I don't I'd think you'll be upset is like, obviously Archimedes and like the parasite duology 
And then if you can watch the Always trilogy, the Always Sunset on Third Street trilogy, you'll be treated in the second film with a certain cameo from a certain big lizard. I... Yeah. If you can get um, the Always trilogy, I I definitely would say go give that a check. Mm -hmm. Go watch that. The second film is beautiful, heartbreaking. Um, yeah, I. It was an emotional roller coaster in the best possible way, and that film is eighty percent of the reason why I'm. I I am very very excited for this film, and I think this has the potential to be among the best Godzilla films. I I agree. I think this could very much grow to be one of the best Godzilla films of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think Godzilla fans might appreciate it even more if they watch some of his other works beforehand. Right. I mean, you and I both have grown a lot in our appreciation of Yamazaki over like August, especially when we were watching these films. I agree. And not to not to say, oh, check us out more. But if you do go watch those <laughs> Yamazaki films, I do. I, I I legitimately do recommend listening to to those episodes that we talk about those movies. Shameless self promotion. Um, <laughs> the most noblest of podcasting traditions, as I like yeah. to call it. Um, no, I I like I learned stuff during those episodes. And I think it's uh, Godzilla fans could could learn a few good things from from diving into that stuff. So mm-hmm. I I join us on the hype train. We we are officially on the hype train. We've been on it for Kashi a while. But yeah, join us. It's better better late than never. And it's 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 a ride. It's a fun ride. And I'm I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> but with that being said. It's been a very long night of 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 hype oh, and yeah. waiting, and I think with that, we can go ahead and wrap things up here unless you've got anything else you want to say, Rex. No, I think I have covered everything. Okay. Yeah. Um. So with that, Rex, why don't you let the listeners at home know where they can find you at if they want to follow your work. Gladly. Well, dear listeners, you can find me on YouTube at Rexena, on Twitter at Rex underscore Xenomorph, and on Instagram, Rex underscore Xena. And if you want to check out some of my writing, go take a look at the Tokusatsu Network. And as for me, hi, my name's Elijah. I've been talking for the last hour and a half. Um, If you want to check out my stuff, you can find me on YouTube at ET13 Productions, on Instagram at ET13 Productions, and on Twitter at ET13 Productions. You can see some uh, of my opinions or thoughts on, on movies and news and whatnot, or check out my most recent short film, SOS Seek Shelter, or see my uh, uh, toy photography. All of that can be found there. If you want to check out my writing, where you can find the first English language article written on the Takashi Yamazaki Godzilla movie, written by yours truly, you can go to kaijuramenmedia.com, where I you can check out all of my news that I've reported about, or you can purchase any of our 10 issues that we've put out, 
where you can read stuff I've written. Um, issue 10 is up for pre-order. If you want to pre-order that, we have a holographic limited edition cover art that there's only a few left in stock if you want to pre-order that. Definitely check that out. Um, or you can order the digital copies of issues 1 through 9. Issue 10's digital copy goes live very soon. So definitely give that a check out, kaijuramanmedia.com. Besides that, you can find me on the Kaiju Weekly News Podcast every week where we talk about the news for the week of kaiju and giant monster movies on the Kaiju Ramen YouTube channel. Um, besides that, I am also a host of Monsters with Attitude, and you can find us on YouTube at Monsters with Attitude or our Facebook group, Monsters with Attitude. I also got to write in a review for Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster in a book titled Giant Bug Cinema, a monster kid's guide covering giant bug cinema. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think that's all I do. That's, you know, I do <laughs> a lot sometimes too much. I don't know. Um, but as for the podcast, if you want to support us, don't forget to rate us on iTunes that boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. If you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't kind of actually, that's a lie. I'm using a MacBook, and I definitely admitted to that earlier in the recording. <laughs> but you can rate us on Spotify now. If you want to stay up to date with all things Kaiju Conversation related, follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. If you don't have Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook at the same Twitter handle. If you're like me before podcasting and you don't have any social media, lucky you, you can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill. And as always, we'll read your reviews on air for everyone to hear. We also have a Teespring store. Eventually, we'll have original artwork on there, but until then, you can sport our awesome logo on a t-shirt or maybe even a coffee mug. If you'd like to chat with us, check out our Discord server full of others that have similar interests to you. It's a great community full of great people. There's a huge discourse going on right now about Minus One, so if you want to join in the conversation, as there should be, if you want to join in on the conversation, definitely check it out. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload a video. I might be posting a YouTube short with the uh, my reaction to Godzilla Minus One. We sometimes post exclusives to the channel like bloopers for episodes or minisodes talking about news or other subjects. We also have an interview with Mechagodzilla designer Jared Kurchevsky on the channel. I definitely butchered his name and I'm so sorry. Hmm. A huge thanks to Rax for editing all of these episodes and all the other content we upload. Definitely check him out. All of his stuff can be found in the description below. Along with Rex, we'd like to give a huge thanks and shout out to Danny DeManna of the Godzilla Novelization Project for his amazing vocals on our theme song. You can support him by following him on Twitter at Danzilla93 underscore GNP or visit his website GodzillaNovelizationProject.com. And a huge thanks to Gretton Conwell from the podcast Giant Monster BS for composing the music for our theme song. You can support him by following the podcast on Twitter at Giant Monster BS or on any podcast platform under the name Giant Monster BS. And with that, we're going to wrap things up here for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Yamazaki hype train. And we will see you very soon. But I must say, Please remember, as always, life's too short 
and not talk big. Bye, guys. Bye. We are set. We are in debt. There's nothing to sweat. Life's too short now, baby. Just a lot to big now, baby. Some Rex now, baby. We love those kaiju, baby. And you will too now.